Hello again, everyone. It's Dr. Cassie from Vetfolio, and I'm excited to bring you today's podcast episode, which is sponsored in part by DECRA. In today's episode, we're going to speak to Dr. Christopher Byers about vascular medicine, specifically the endothelial glycocalyx. Say that five times fast. Thankfully, I've also heard Dr. Byers refer to it as the EG, which is what I think I'll stick to for now. In this podcast, Dr. Byers introduces us to the EG, an important endovascular layer with distinct functions. We're learning more about how this structure is readily damaged by a wide variety of disease processes and how that contributes to an overall increase in morbidity and mortality for our patients. Newer therapeutic interventions aimed at protecting the EG are now being developed and constitute an exciting area of veterinary medicine. Now let me tell you about my guest, Dr. Byers is board certified in veterinary emergency and critical care and, as if one board certification wasn't enough, he's also board certified in small animal internal medicine. He's currently based in Omaha, Nebraska, but received his Bachelor of Science degree in animal sciences from Colorado State University and his DVM from Cornell University. Dr. Byers' professional passions include mentoring and coaching veterinary students and colleagues in the areas of emergency and critical care, internal medicine, and communication skills. Dr. Byers also publishes a weekly blog called Critical Care DVM, which appears on his website, criticalcaredvm.com. I've looked through the site and it's full of great information. I'd recommend checking it out if you have time. And without further ado, let me hand it over to Dr. Byers. Thanks for having me. It's going to be a fun time talking about a topic about which only just beginning to scratch the surface, so I'm excited. Well, we're so excited to have you here today, Dr. Byers. Thank you so much for your time. That's a great lead-in to kind of my first question for you, which is, what is the EG? Can you explain to us a little bit more about what it is and how it functions? Great question. The endothelial glycocalyx, or EG, is really a unique and honestly a pretty cool structure. It's an endovascular layer that's essential for endothelial function. It's rich with carbohydrates and lines the vascular endothelium. It has three major components, membrane-bound proteoglycans, membrane-bound glycoproteins, and adsorbed plasma components like albumin, orosomucoid, and fibrinogen that are in a dynamic equilibrium with the blood. Proteoglycans and glycoproteins are considered the backbones because they're the components that are mainly bound to the endothelial cell surface. Proteoglycans are made up of a core protein and glycosaminoglycan chains like heparin sulfate, chondroitin sulfate, and hyaluronin. The glycoproteins are composed of 2 to 15 sugar residues, and their level of expression actually varies with the degree of cell activation and stimulation. The major glycoproteins are things that you've probably heard of before, selectins like E and P-selectins, integrins, as well as members of the immunoglobulin superfamily like intercellular adhesion molecules or ICAMs, and certain other hemostatic proteins like glycoprotein 
1B95. Okay, fantastic. I think that gives us a great idea of what the EG is and how it functions. Um, let's dive a little bit deeper into this. Can you tell me a little bit more about the role that the EG plays in healthy patients? That's a great next question. The endothelial glycocalyx basically has three major functions. Number one, it is the endothelial gatekeeper. Number two, it helps maintain the microenvironment within the blood vessels. It's essentially the control center for the microenvironment within the vasculature. And number three, it serves as a mechanotransducer. Let's delve into those three major functions a little bit more. The principal role of the endothelial glycocalyx is to maintain vascular permeability. Because of its unique structure, the endothelial glycocalyx is actually able to limit the access of certain molecules to the endothelial cell membrane. The characteristics like molecular size, steric hindrance, and electrostatic charges all play roles in this function. The endothelial glycocalyx has a net negative charge due to the sulfation of the glycosaminoglycans. That means that when the endothelial glycocalyx is actually neutralized through damage, albumin uptake and permeability are increased. Physical disruption of the endothelial glycocalyx can also lead to a loss of permeability function barrier, leading to the development of clinical edema. This important structure also shields the vascular walls from direct exposure to blood flow. So in other words, it mediates shear stress-dependent nitric oxide production. And then lastly, heparin sulfate and hyaluronin serve as the major mechanotransducers within the endothelial glycocalyx. This structure helps to retain vascular protective enzymes like superoxide dismutase and coagulation inhibition factors like antithrombin, the protein C system, and tissue factor pathway inhibitor. It also helps modulate the inflammatory response by preventing leukocyte adhesion and binding of chemokines, cytokines, and growth factors. Great. Thank you, Dr. Beyer. That's a fantastic explanation. Moving away from how the EG functions in healthy patients, what about when the EG becomes diseased? What happens and what are the effects? The vascular endothelium is readily damaged during inflammation. In fact, it's one of the first structures to be affected. Inflammatory cells release a variety of reactive species and enzymes that contribute to endothelial glycocalyx damage. For example, neutrophils produce and release reactive oxygen species and reactive nitrogen species that can cause degradation of hyaluronin, of heparin sulfate, 
and of chondroitin sulfate. These reactive species also directly damage the protein core of proteoglycans. Inflammatory cells produce important proteases like matrix metalloproteinases, neutrophil elastase, and plasmin that can rapidly degrade the endothelial glycocalyx. Interestingly, we also have evidence shedding of the EG may also be due to exposure to oxidized low-density lipoprotein, or LDL, tumor necrosis factor alpha, and bacterial lipopolysaccharide. So if we take a step back and recall the primary function of the endothelial glycocalyx is to maintain vascular permeability, we can think about some of the potential problems we encounter in our patients when it's damaged. When the endothelial glycocalyx becomes thinner and or its components shed, there are a myriad of potential pathophysiological consequences, including loss of vascular responsiveness, local hypercoagulability, global heparinization, impaired microcirculation, increased leukocyte endothelium interaction and capillary permeability, and increased platelet aggregation. Thanks, Dr. Byers. That's a fantastic overview of what the EG is, how it functions in healthy patients, what happens when it becomes diseased. Can we kind of finish out the discussion to if it does become diseased and damaged, how can we restore it? It takes five to seven days for the endothelial glycocalyx to regain its original thickness following acute enzymatic or cytokine-mediated degradation. And because inflammatory chemicals can readily disrupt the integrity of the endothelial glycocalyx, as veterinarians and scientists, we're now looking for effective methods to protect and support it. Based on published studies, some treatment strategies that may preserve, protect, and or restore the endothelial glycocalyx include protein and plasma support, avoidance of hyperglycemia and hypercholesterolemia, glycosaminoglycan supplementation, antioxidant therapy, avoiding hypervolemia or fluid overload scenarios, and various pharmacologic agents. Knowledge of the importance of the endothelial glycocalyx is, at least in my opinion, a game changer. We now appreciate how important this structure actually is. But to be honest, we're only just beginning to understand the implications of damage to the endothelial glycocalyx. And we certainly have so much to learn about how to support it so we can reduce morbidity and mortality of so many diseases that affect veterinary patients. Needless to say, it's an exciting time if you love vascular medicine. Thank you, Dr. Byers. What a great and informative podcast. And thank you, DECRA, for sponsoring this podcast. 
If you'd like to find out more about this and other podcasts, click on the education tab on the Vetfolio website. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this session, as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day. <laughs>